Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Most women look for men at the gym, at the bar, maybe at a library. But what happens when a woman decides to search for a husband in the most remote corner of the earth, Antarctica? Hi, I'm Alicia Rye. And I'm Sarah Wendell. Welcome to Love Struck Daily, where we bring a true love story to your eardrums each and every weekday. Alicia, what's the farthest you've traveled? I think India. I don't think I've traveled any further than that. It's for the longest uh, flight time, definitely. But I, I want to go everywhere. I feel like I got bitten by the travel bug right before the pandemic, and then I never yep. got to realize any of my travel dreams. Um, yep. But it worked out for me because I found love right here at home. So, <laughs> so yeah. now i got a travel partner. We're thinking of maybe doing um, for a honeymoon, just... We both work remotely. So we were like, instead of taking like a vacation and doing a proper honeymoon like that, let's just do like a month and travel everywhere, anywhere that we wanted to go and couldn't. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. That's what we did for my son's bar mitzvah. He's very introverted. And I said, so what if we did like a casual party at home? And that will be instead of investing in this big party, we'll we'll travel. So we went to Japan for two weeks. (gasps) Oh, that's lovely. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. You know, that was that was on our list, actually, for our honeymoon was was going to Japan. I, you know, Kai's really into like everything you know, he's into animation and anime yep. and, you know, all that stuff. So, but I was nervous. I was like, what if there's nothing for me? And then oh. we found out I'm not much of a gamer. He's obviously like a much bigger gamer than me, but I loved Super Mario back in the day. 
And they have a Super Mario World there. Yes, they do. Universal. So I I was like, okay, we can go now. (laughs) I'm intrigued by this. And I can tell you on New Year's Day, the year we were there, on New Year's Day, we went to Fujiyama Amusement Park. Mm -hmm. And on New Year's Day, the first day of the year, we're looking at Mount Fuji as we ride some of the greatest roller coasters we have ever experienced. It was cold and we didn't care. It was amazing. Oh, I don't mind the cold. I grew up in Buffalo. I'm, I'm fine with cold. Yeah, you're fine. I'm fine. I grew up in the Arctic or kind of the Arctic. <laughs> <laughs> the Arctic of America. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the Arctic and places that are cold, we are thrilled to welcome a couple today that knows all about the cold places. Nicole McGrath and Cole Hines fell in love in the most unlikely of all places, Antarctica. Welcome, Nicole and Cole. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. So, real simple question. I'm sure you get asked this all the time. <laughs> Tell me how you met. <laughs> it's a bit of a story. It is. It's a fun story. <laughs> it's a fun story. Um, so, I, back in 2011, was kind of in between careers. I needed some time to kind of figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And my roommate at the time just stumbled across this uh, this article on Reddit about working in McMurdo Station um, down in Antarctica. I thought it'd be a great way to kind of help find myself for, for a few months, and a few months turned into several years. And it was my third deployment in 2013. I was working in the galley in the kitchen. How did you end up going to Antarctica? I found out about a working holiday visa in Australia. So I went and I worked mm-hmm. in Australia for a year. And then when I did that, when I was looking, I was just trying to look of like, how can I live and work abroad? Like, where could I go? That would be fun. And I stumbled across someone's blog about working in Antarctica. And I thought, well, that's cool because who gets to say that they went to Antarctica? You know, like not too many people. Right. So your your goal then was I went somewhere really far. Can I go somewhere even farther? Basically, my parents were like, why yeah. are you always trying to get far away from us? Which I love my parents. I wasn't <laughs> trying to give me that. But I was just like, how far can I go? And the and the prerequisites for, say, going to the moon, <laughs> it's it's a lot, right? Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of hoops to jump through to get to the moon. But Antarctica. I actually even looked into the astronaut program and I'm not the right guy and I didn't have the right qualifications whatsoever. (laughs) So you tried for the moon, but you ended up in Antarctica. Now, I understand that you joke a lot that you went to find a husband in Antarctica. Is that is that a true joke or is that like a we've gotten this question enough? I'll just spin it and say that was my whole intention. <laughs> well, it, it was never my actual intention, but it, you know, it, I'm not going to lie; it was in the back of my mind, like well, maybe we'll right. meet someone down here, and that would be really fun. Well, I mean, I, I've heard that the population of Antarctica and the stations is, is a lot more men than women. It is, <laughs> yeah. It's uh... yeah. So the odds are very in your favor. Yes. <laughs> But they they have a saying about about you know women who want to date down there. They say the the odds are good, but the goods are odd. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> My brother and sister are both in engineering school, and that's also what they, they say about <laughs> the odds in engineering school. <laughs> also, a very male dominated you know industry. Exactly. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I I would really love to hear some of the the details. What were the first things you noticed about each other? So for me, um, it was the day after my, my birthday. So I celebrated a little bit the night before. 
yeah. And yeah, I got to come in an hour late the next day. And, you know, I, I had a pretty good idea of who I'd be training. I, I had three guys that I was supposed to be training that day. There were the three guys in there, but there, there was also Nicole. And I remember just walking back. Uh, we were we were training in the pots room. Mm-hmm. You know, she was the most gorgeous woman on station was there. And I was just like, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Why are you, why are you in a pots room? You shouldn't, you shouldn't be here. Nicole, what about you? Do you remember what you first noticed about Cole? So I noticed when he walked in and he came in to check this training schedule and see who was working and stuff. So I remember seeing him walk up and look at the clipboard with all the papers. And I remember, you know, I was like, oh, he's, a redhead, like that's I like redheads. And he had, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and he had a he had a Dallas Cowboys cap on. And then yeah, he came in to the pots room after that. I was like, I'm here to train you. And I was like, oh okay, cool. You know, I remember just thinking he's really cute. I wonder what his deal is. How is dating in that environment? What's that like? How is it dating in Antarctica? You can't go to the movies. You can't go to a pub. I mean, you could take a walk, but you got to be safe about it. What's it like to date in Antarctica? Well, you actually can go to the pub because that's the one thing that pretty much everyone there does constantly. <laughs> there is a bar. There's two bars on stage. Yeah. <laughs> See, that makes sense. I, I always say that like going to Antarctica is almost like stepping back in time because there's no Wi-Fi. There's no cell phones. I mean, technically there's Wi-Fi for like the scientists, but not for like regular people to just use. You know, you're not going to be able to use it to like just check your you know, social media or anything like that. Everyone is living in this college-like dormitory. Um, <laughs> with a bar. Yeah, with a bar. bar. And, and like you said, it is like a very dangerous environment. So like leaving station is very highly regulated. You have to do the training. Yeah. You have to check out. There's only a few places you can go. Um, so you're kind of stuck on this station and you don't have a ton of options in terms of like just getting out and about. And so you're going to see the same people constantly. And it's really nice because you can just, you just have a built-in community. Like you're forced to be part of this community. I mean, everyone wants to be part of it, but you're forced to it. And so there's no like trying to schedule like, Hey, let's hang out on Saturday and I'll text you and we'll meet up at this point. You're just like, I'm going to see these people every day at breakfast, lunch, dinner, the bar afterwards. So in some ways, dating is very informal. It it makes it really easy to make friends and get to know each other. And then the flip side of that is you do have moments where it's really hard to find privacy because everyone's living in this communal space and you don't get a lot of alone time for just even if you want to just be hang out by yourself, but then especially if you're, you know, trying to just be the two of you. So yeah. Oh, that's that's not my I like alone time. <laughs> How did you find time to just get to know each other and be alone together? Well, I, our first date was really I, I asked him to go on a hike with me. Um, so there's one of the hikes that you can do that's very close, but it's to an old Antarctic hut. You can walk around on the outside of it. It's a really pretty view of the sea ice. Um, so I wanted to go check it out. And I thought, well, you know, I thought that guy was cute. Maybe he'll come with me. So we did that hike that like, so hikes was a good way to get out just the two of you. Yeah. There's also this, um, this hut for distinguished visitors. So if anybody important's coming to station, uh, they'll stay in this. And that's just kind of a, a two bedroom with a full kitchen, uh, mm-hmm. living room, you know, much better than what we had. But. <laughs> When no one's staying in it, you can reserve it for the night and you can throw a party or 
just kind of do whatever. So, you know, I reserved it for a night. It was probably about halfway through the season. Because it's for distinguished visitors, it's always pretty well stocked. So there were some some really high quality steaks in there and uh, some good food. So, yeah, I, uh, I I cooked up a couple steaks and you know we had a private dinner, a bottle of wine, and that's lovely. Yeah. I remember being so impressed. I was like, this guy is cooking for me, and like you know, we're in a place where all the meals are provided, but he's taking the time to actually cook me a home cooked meal. Like that is nice. So. Not gonna lie though, the Texan in me really wanted a good steak too. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna say you come from beef country, so this oh, yeah. is serious business right here. It was a very memorable night for me. It was really nice, and it was it was almost like you're playing house because it's a, essentially a small little house. So I was like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. for the night you get to pretend. So you're in Antarctica. You are pretty much everyone's living in each other's pockets. You have all of this time together, and then your season ends. Now, Cole, you said you done. Three. That was my third. And Nicole, this was your first, and it came to an end. And what happened? Cole was originally supposed to stay for the winter. The winter season, it's a much smaller staff, and the so the positions are a lot harder to get. Um, and yeah. he was finally going to get to do a winter. And, you know, at some point in like January, a lot of couples kind of form down there, and you kind of have to have that conversation in January of like, so what are we doing come next month? You know, like what's going to happen? Yeah. And I was, I had a working holiday visa for New Zealand. And Cole was like, what if I came with you? And in my mind, I was like, well, that means you have to give up your winter contract. And the last thing I want is for you to give up your winter contract, follow me through to New Zealand. And then like, you know, I just was like, I don't want to be yeah. responsible for changing your plans. And so it, we kind of had a, not a fight, but it was, it was just kind of a coming to terms with where the relationship yeah. was heading. You know, I, I told her, I, I really don't think I want to stay for the winter now. I'm, I would like to come to New Zealand with you if I, I understand, you know, this is all kind of new. And if, if this is something you want to do by yourself, I understand completely. But, you know, I, I think I'll probably just wind up going home instead of staying for the mm -hmm. winter. We kind of weren't talking for a couple days while we were figuring out how we felt about things. And and then I thought, wow, I, you know, I really miss talking to him. You know, it's only been a day or two. Yeah. I miss talking to him. Yeah. This is what life will be like if we decide to go our separate ways. I won't really get to talk to him again. So then I was like, okay, you know, if you're, if you're willing to come to New Zealand with me, then I want you to come to New Zealand with me. When did you know you wanted to marry each other? So for me... You know, we we had the highest of highs. We were together 24-7 in the beginning for, you know, the mm -hmm. first season in Antarctica, all through New Zealand. And then her second season, she went back to Antarctica. And uh, I just, I wound up not going that season. I, I took a year off. And it was, it was really tough while she was gone. When she got back, I had a job lined up in Colorado working at a national park. And she had a job lined up in Florida with her local government. And uh, she she flew out to Texas and we, we took a road trip to Colorado to move me there for for my, my temporary uh, contract. It was on that trip. You know, it was just I, I don't know what it was. I can't really, you know, put my finger on any specific event. But, you know, while we were on that trip, I just remember thinking like, I I think I'm probably going to wind up asking her to marry me while I'm out here. 
So he asked me to marry him, and I was just like, what? Uh, uh, this is all happening so yeah. soon. You know, I wasn't expecting this for like another year. So let me <laughs> let me think about this. I need some time to think about it. And then a lot of our our dating history and our romance was about like Cole diving all the way in, being all in, and, and then me being overthinking everything and being like, but I can't figure out what this will be like because I'm a planner. <laughs> I wanted to plan it all and I couldn't see how I would plan yep. it all. And, and Cole just being like, it doesn't matter. And then I'd be like, you're right. It doesn't matter. Let me just dive all, you know, dive in too. I'll be all in. So I guess that the proposal is when I figured out, yeah, I'm going to marry this guy. So, so yeah, we, uh, we're coming up on like eight and a half years together and we've been married for five oh. now. So oh, wow. It's been, it's been uh, we have a, a two year old yeah. who is amazing. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, it's everything. Are you are you going to bring your two year old to Antarctica? We're we're hoping one day. We talk about it being a retirement plan. We retire and we work. We'll work there seasonally, <laughs> and then hopefully, maybe she'll want to join us because she has to be eighteen to work there. So we'll see. But maybe she'll be like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she might be tired of hearing our stories and just want to do something <laughs> at that point. <laughs> What advice would you give someone about finding love? We were in a setting that let us be around each other constantly and we really got to know each other. Um, and mm-hmm. so we we became friends and we were also dating. But I guess I would just say like if you're going to like the way to fall in love is is to to really spend time with another person and get to know them. And, and I think also just we were both people that we're looking for adventure and we were just pursuing something that we thought would make us happy. And so we met like-minded people who were into the same things. Yeah. There's, there's a very specific type of person that says, Oh, Antarctica, that sounds cool. Let's do it. <laughs> what about you, Cole? Do you have advice? You know, I, I think before you, you can try to find love, you need to work on happiness with yourself. Yeah. You have to be mentally there for yourself before someone else will be able to be there for you. So yeah, just just work on yourself and you'll find love when you least expect it. Yep. In Antarctica, (laughs) apparently. Thank you so very much for doing this interview. This has been an absolute joy and it's really a pleasure to meet you both. And congratulations on so much happiness in your life. Thank Thank you. you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Sarah, that was such a cute little story. I love this. I love this for them. What is your love to go for today? something that Cole said, even when it's hard, it's worth it. Even if your timeline is compressed, even if you're thinking, how could this be possible in such a short time? It's worth it. It's okay. I think, I think it's important to remember sometimes it's right person, wrong time or wrong person, right time or what, you know, whatever you want. You want everything to line up. Sometimes it doesn't. You gotta just roll with those punches. Even when it's hard, it's worth it. Yeah. And we would love to hear your travel stories. Where have you traveled for love? Or where have you traveled with someone you love? We, believe me, we want to travel. We can't travel. We want to hear your travel stories and travel vicariously with you. Yeah. Email us at lovestruckdaily at frolic.media. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at lovestruckdaily. And please leave a review, subscribe, and spread the word about the show. It helps us grow and it helps us deliver more love to more people around the world. Our researcher is Jesse Epstein. Our editor is Jen Jacobs. We are produced by Abigail Steckler and Little Scorpion Studios and Jillian Davis with executive producer Frolic Media. This is an iHeartRadio podcast. We wish you a very safe and happy ever after wherever you are in the world.
with you.